0: You are listening to the Mystical City of God in a Year podcast. I'm Father Edward Looney, and throughout the year, I am reading from the four-volume, over 2,500-page work of Maria Vagrida called The Mystical City of God. Today is day 31 and you can also go over to facebook and join the mystical city of god in a year podcast group and there interact with fellow listeners and readers of this work and discuss what is impacting you in each day's reading today on day 31 we start at chapter 17 and we'll read from paragraph 244 to 251 chapter 17 still treating of the mystery of the conception of holy mary and explaining the 21st chapter of the Apocalypse. The Immaculate Conception of the Most Holy Mary contained such great and such exalted sacraments, that in order to make me more capable of understanding this admirable mystery, His Majesty opened up to me many of the hidden meetings of the 21st chapter of the Apocalypse of St. John, and referred me to it for my guidance. In recording some of the things which were manifested to me, I will divide this explanation into three parts, thus relieving the monotony which too long a chapter might entail. And first, I will give the very words of the chapter, which begin in the following manner. And so now we read from Revelation 21, verses 1 through 8. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were gone, and the sea was now no more. And I, John, saw the holy city, The new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice from the throne saying, Behold the tabernacle of God with men, and he shall dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself with them shall be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and death shall be no more, nor crying, nor mourning, nor sorrow shall be any more, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these things are most faithful and true. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To him that thirsteth, I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that shall overcome shall possess these things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the fearful, and the unbeliever, and the abominable, and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars, they shall have their portion in the pool burning with fire and brimstone, which is the second death this is the first of the three parts of the literal rendering of this chapter and i will begin to explain it verse for verse i saw says the evangelist a new heaven and a new earth he speaks of the creation of mary by the hand of the almighty and the formation of that material from which the most holy human nature of the word originated with great propriety can that divinely human nature in the virginal womb, where and from which the word was formed. He called a new heaven. For in that heaven, God began to dwell in a new way. Jeremiah thirty-one twenty-one, Different from that in which he had dwelt before in the old heaven, and in any of his creatures. But also the old heaven, after the mystery of the incarnation could be called new. For through it, the novelty was made possible, that henceforth all mortal men could dwell therein. Moreover, the renovation which was wrought by the glory of the humanity of Christ and that of his most pure mother was so splendid that in addition to its former essential glory, it renewed the heaven and added to it unheard of beauty and splendor. Although the the good angels already dwelt there, that was a thing as of old and of yore. Therefore, it was, as it were, a new event that the only begotten of the Father should, by his death, restore to men the glory lost through sin and merit for them admittance into heaven, whence they had been expelled and incapacitated as inhabitants through their own fault. And because all this renewal of heaven had its beginning in Most Holy Mary, the evangelist, in speaking of Mary born without sin, said that he saw a new heaven. He saw also a new earth. For the old earth was stained and laden with the guilt of sin and the reprobation, but the holy and blessed earth of most holy Mary was a new earth without the fault or the malediction of Adam, and it was so new that since the creation of the first earth, none other was seen until the creation of most holy Mary. It was so new and free from the malediction of the old earth that in this blessed earth were renewed all the rest of the children of Adam." For one account of the blessed earth of Mary, and through it, and in it, the earthly material of Adam was beginning to be blessed, renewed, and vivified, having until then remained cursed and grown old in malediction. All was renewed in most holy Mary and in her innocence. And therefore the evangelist, seeing that in her this renovation of the human and earthly elements took its rise, says that in Mary conceived without sin, he saw a new heaven and a new earth. He continues, For the first heaven and the first earth were gone. It naturally followed that as soon as the new earth and the new heaven of Mary and her son, the God man, appeared in the world, the old heaven and the earth grown old by the sin tarnished human nature and earthly matter should disappear. There is now a new heaven. For the divinity in that human being, which being preserved from sin, could furnish a new habitation to God through the hypostatic union of the person of the word. Already the first heaven ceased to exist, that one which God had created an Adam, and which had become deficient and unfit for the indwelling of God. This disappeared and for it was substituted the other heaven in the coming of Mary." There also arose the new heaven of glory for the human beings, not inasmuch as the Empyrean heaven was removed, but in so far as from now on, there would be wanting the presence of men therein, who had been excluded for so many ages. In this respect it ceased to be the old heaven, and it became a new one through the merits of Christ, now beginning to shine forth in the aura of grace, Most Holy Mary His Mother." Thus vanished the first heaven and the first earth, which until then was without hope or remedy, and the sea was no more. For the sea of abominations and sin, which had flooded the world and destroyed the earth of our being, ceased to exist with the coming of the most holy Marian of Christ. For the sea of his blood superabounded, overwhelming the sea of sin, in such an abundance that no amount of guilt could prevail against it. If the mortals would only approach this infinite sea of the divine mercy and merits of Jesus Christ our Lord, all the sins of the world would cease to exist, since the Lamb of God came to undo them and take them away. And I, John, saw the holy city and the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. As all these mysteries had their beginning in the most holy Mary, and were founded in her, the evangelist says that he saw the holy city Jerusalem. For under this figure he speaks of her. To him was given to see her in order that he might value so much more highly and watch with befitting solicitude over the treasure which was confided to his care at the foot of the cross. And although nothing could ever fill up the void caused by the absence of her son, Yet it was befitting that St. John should be enlightened as to the dignity of the office which she was to assume, namely that of a substitute for her natural son. An account of the wonderful works which God had accomplished in the city of Jerusalem, it was a most excellent symbol of her, who was his mother, the center and the focus of all wonders of the Almighty. For a similar reason, it is also a figure of the works of the Church militant and triumphant. Both were revealed to the eagle vision of St. John, And he was shown the correspondence, and similarly, which these two mystical Jerusalems presented. But in a special manner, he viewed, as from a watchtower, the exalted Jerusalem of the Most Holy Mary, in which are portrayed and produced all the graces, wonders, gifts, and excellences of the Church militant and triumphant. Whatever was transacted in Jerusalem, the city of Palestine, and all that it signified together with its inhabitants, is reproduced in the most pure Mary, the holy city of God, with a greater and more marvelous excellence than in all the rest of heaven and earth and their inhabitants. Hence, she is called the New Jerusalem, since all her gifts, her greatness, and virtues are new, and are the cause of new wonder of the saints." New also, because she came after all the ancient fathers, patriarchs, and prophets, and in her were renewed and accomplished all their clamors, their prophecies, and promises. New, because she came without the contagion of guilt under a new dispensation, far from the law of sin. New, because she entered into the world triumphant over sin, the devil, and the first deceit, thus being the greatest new event since its beginning. As all this was now on earth, and could not have proceeded from earthly causes, she is said to come down from heaven. Although she was derived from Adam, according to the ordinary course of nature, she did not tread the well-worn paths of sin in her coming, as had been done by all the preceding children of that first delinquent. For that lady alone there was a special decree of divine predestination, and a new path was opened by which she should descend into the world with her divine Son, neither being herself the companion of any other of the mortals, nor any of them being found worthy of treading the same path as she and Christ our Lord. Thus she, as a new creature from the heaven of the divine mind, descended from the exalted spheres of divine forethought and preordination, just as the other children of Adam derived from the earth are earthly and tainted." So this queen of all creation comes from heaven, derived from God himself by innocence and grace. For ordinarily we say that such a one is descended from this or that house or family, since he descends therefrom as from a source of his being. Now the natural substance of Mary, which she derived from Adam, scarcely comes into consideration when we take into account her dignity as mother of God. With all that it imports, as bringing her so near to the Eternal Father by grace and participation of the divinity. This dignity caused her natural being to appear as merely accessory and of minor importance. Hence, the evangelist directed his gaze upon that which was in her, most exalted and heavenly, and not upon the insignificant part of her being that came from the earth. This concludes our reading today from the Mystical City of God, Today, we've been reading from chapter 17, paragraphs 244 to 251. I find it so interesting that Revelation 21 is being talked about here in the context of the Blessed Virgin Mary and her Immaculate Conception. I saw a new heaven and a new earth. I saw the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. This is a very common reading. I oftentimes will use it at funerals just because I like that idea of John seeing a vision of heaven. And so I use this reading quite a bit, especially if the person was a believer, a very strong believer. Because really, if they go through their life, well, they know what they believe and then they see see it fulfilled. And so I always find it to be a very moving uh, passage in that regard. To be honest, in my reading of biblical Mariology, which I would say is a bit limited, it's not typically where I live in the Mariology world, studying the scriptures, uh, because I don't have such a great knowledge uh, of Greek or Hebrew. And so, uh, but I will say this I do read a lot of commentaries, and I'm not very familiar with many or dare I even say any person that has really written this. So she's really giving us something that's that's new. It's kind of funny to say something that's new when she wrote this back in the 17th century. But something that we don't hear of often, I guess, is the best way of putting it. There was this very powerful line that we heard. If the mortals would only approach this infinite sea of the divine mercy and merits of Jesus Christ our Lord, all the sins of the world would cease to exist since the Lamb of God came to undo them and take them away. What a powerful line. If the mortals would only approach. And so we approach, we do our part, if only all the mortals, if every person in the world came to acknowledge and recognize who Jesus was, what power there would be in that All the sins of the world would cease to exist since the Lamb of God came to undo them and take them away. We do our own part as we fly to the divine mercy, as we fly to Jesus for his forgiveness and for his mercy, knowing that the sins that we have, he can take away. We say that at every Mass. Lamb of God, who take away the sins of the world. We ask him to take away our sins. We ask him to take away the sins of those in our life, those that we love, those that we care about. We also heard, but in an especial manner, he viewed as from a watchtower the exalted Jerusalem of the most holy Mary, in which are portrayed and reproduced all the graces, wonders, gifts, and excellences of the church militant and triumphant. So in Mary, all of these graces and wonders have already been produced. And so now for the world and for the church, For the church, militant and triumphant, they're being produced for all of us through Mary because Mary already possesses them. Again, a very powerful line for us just to sit with. And maybe the last thing I'd encourage you today as we've heard this reading to sit with is again this phrase, and I think we've heard it earlier and we've talked a little bit about it. Now the natural substance of Mary, which she derived from Adam, scarcely comes into consideration when we take into account her dignity as mother of God with all that it imports, as bringing her so near to the eternal father by grace and participation of the divinity. If you want to think about something for a few moments spiritually today in your meditation and reflection, reflect upon the dignity of Mary as mother of God. Try to Unravel that in your mind. Mary, you are the mother of God. What does that mean? And see what kind of inspiration you receive as you reflect upon that. Think about her closeness, as it says, to the eternal father by her grace and by her participation in bringing forth the the divine Christ. Just think about Mary and that dignity as mother of God. I'm Father Edward Looney, and throughout the year, I'm reading The Mystical City of God. I'm so honored that you joined me today, and I hope that you'll join me again tomorrow as we continue this work. Until then, may God bless you and Mary pray for you.